Nerdiest Prime. Welcome to Nerdiest Prime, where we are reviewing every episode of Star Trek Picard Season 3. We are doing Episode 9. This is a shit show episode, and let's start with Namir. What does that mean? I don't, I don't even know what that means. Okay, but, I'm just uh, going to go right into it. That, 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 that means that it is that I love it and I hate it so much at the same time. It is the most ridiculous now, episode of Star Trek I've ever everybody seen. Just turned, it's turned, more ridiculous. Everybody than, just turned this review off because <laughs> you just shat all over it right out of the okay. gate. So me. <laughs> I think I, you know, stay I tuned, Lucas folks. Just... I have nice things to say. <laughs> I think Lucas should just start because he's already started. I, I want to hear about this. Yes, let's let's have Lucas start for a change. It, it, it's more ridiculous than than Move Along Home. More ridiculous than, loved. than Threshold. Which I loved. So, and I kind of like I kind of love this episode too. But it 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 was completely like I can't even I don't even know where to begin. Okay, I think you're just upset. I, I, I think you're upset because I'm probably the only mm-hmm. one on the in the entire internet that called the Borg in episode two, and you were like, "No way! <laughs> no, there's no possible way it could be the Borg." It's and I was like, "I think it's going to be the Borg." And you're like, "Nah, you're stupid, and I hate you." <laughs> it's definitely I didn't not say any of those it, things. It tested. It tested friendship bonds. <laughs> just to clarify i didn't i didn't think that you were wrong what i was thinking was i hope this is not what they do because they've done it they've already done the borg to death it's done yeah but i but i i think that they did it in a way that i'm okay with it i i agreed with you right i was like yeah i hope it's not the borg but i was kind of okay with it being the borg first of all it i was right so that always felt great so when the, the so when the door opens and you're like this, you see the board cube and you're like, yeah, I knew it all along. But there, there's vindication. But I, I think that the Borg are so key to Picard, to to his character that there's no way they wouldn't revisit it. And they kind of did it last season. They tried to do it, but they botched it up so amazingly well. I guess they did a really good job of of being terrible at bringing the Borg back. That they kind of had to do it again. And they did it well. Like, you know, you want to see the Borg as the the big bad, right? They want you want to see them as the nemesis of the Federation. And, you know, they bought they brought back Alice Krieg. And so they're they're doing all the things that they should do if they're gonna bring the the Borg back, which I which I thought was great. I actually really like this one. And I I, I I'm the same as Namir. I and the same as Lucas at the same time. Because I didn't want them to bring back the Borg because, yes, you're right. Voyager killed the Borg, and then they just keep driving that those nails in the coffin. But I felt like this time the Borg was like when they brought back the Romulans at the end of Strange New Worlds first season, where they actually felt like a credible threat again. Like there was, they had, they have their their plans have teeth again. Like it felt, didn't feel like they were going to fix everything by inverting the phase or injecting nanoprobes in the torpedo or whatever the hell Janeway would do in 7 to 9 would would kill the Borg in, in 45 minutes. <laughs> they were never really a threat. It felt like on Voyager. So I was happy to see them back in that capacity. I mean, all the nostalgia stuff was great. The ending was great. 
I figured I knew what was going to be in Hangar 12, and I was right. So <laughs> it was. I I had a great time with this one, and and it it redeemed it after a couple of of mediocre ones that I was kind of like, eh, I don't like this wheel spinning, and and now we finally got to the fireworks factory, and uh, I was having a good time. <laughs> That's a Simpsons reference. I get that. I understand. Yeah. Thanks to us telling you. Not because you remember it fondly from your childhood, like you should. No. No. I'm too I'm too old for the Simpsons. You're not too well, old for the age. Simpsons. Um, it's been on for 40 years. No one's too old. Everybody that's too old is dead. <laughs> so I I don't know what to say with the episode. I Love this episode, and it made me feel really weird at the same time and uncomfortable. So, yeah, so the board. And we're, now we're talking about Jack Crusher is basically a son of the Borg. And also the Borg Queen was kind of talking to him like she was his mother. So that means that Picard is his father and the Borg Queen is his mother. And they're kind of dangerously going into some like uh, Ben Cisco territory where he's meant to be like he was the children of the prophets. It was all meant to be because his mom was like a, a, a prophet and all this stuff. And we're getting into that kind of territory, which I don't like. I don't like when they they retcon a beloved character. Like it doesn't. You don't need to do it. I'm talking about Picard. I don't, him. I, don't, I don't think they're retconning him. I don't feel like retcon. That doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a retcon. Uh, Do you know what that means? Really? Yeah, I don't know if you're using yeah, the term correctly. You know what it, means? <laughs> it means there's already what? been something shown uh, the, that the new thing is de- is is defying, but nothing's been shown. Uh, okay, so aromatic <laughs> syndrome was never uh, when they wrote that in in, in Star Trek um, Nemesis. It was. It wasn't like some Borg code. So that's a retcon. They totally retconned the aromatic what? syndrome into some sort of Borg code. It was a misdiagnosis, and it wasn't all good things. So you're all, all discombobulated. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's closer to. It's just an explanation, right? Like it's like the midichlorians in in Phantom Menace. Right, like they're explaining something that didn't necessarily need to be explained, but in this case, I actually think it did, right? Because it added to the story, right? It made it a little bit more more interesting. So it's not really a retcon, right? Because it doesn't actually change anything in the continuity, right? It does like not. It, yeah, it, it doesn't affect it at all. Really, it just adds to his character a little bit, and that's kind of an interesting plot point, which which makes a lot of sense. So I, I don't know. I hated it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying like, I hated it. <laughs> I thought it was stupid, and I hate when when they do that. They take a thing and they just make up a whole other thing. That oh, actually, it was really this other thing. Really, Darth Vader was with was uh, Luke's father all along. It did. It wasn't a thing that he just pulled out of his hat and Empire Strikes Back. I don't think that's the what? same either. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Lucas is, his screen's is gonna go dark. He's like, I need to eject myself from this conversation. <laughs> I don't know. I got both feet firmly planted in. in my mouth. <laughs> no, I'm I'm angry and I'm, I'm not getting out of the corner. Oh my god! <laughs> Nobody puts Lucas. In okay, the we, we can move on though. Right. <laughs> Only Lucas. <does> Lucas. <laughs> 
Apparently, Star Trek put Luke through. Um. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. So the. So Jack. Jack Crusher's the Borg, and the Borg is back. I think we kind of sort of covered this. How do you guys feel about the DNA assimilation? I thought that was such a crock of shit. But also, it was. The thing is, okay, this is the thing. The thing is, I. I, I'm totally okay with going along with, like, this whole Borg, like, um, plan, conspiracy, whatever, to, like, take over all the the cadets and all this sort of stuff. But it's the explanation of all this stuff that's ridiculous. But I thought that was actually pretty clever and cool. But it's all ridiculous. <laughs> like, what's your what's your benchmark here? Right? Like, why is this the thing that's ridiculous and the rest of it is okay? No, this is... The, when you say the rest of it, you mean all of Star Trek? All of Picard. Oh yeah, no, no, you're right. Picard is this. All this is actually really good. It actually makes sense <laughs> compared to seasons one and two. Exactly. So, so what's what's and, the problem here? What's your problem, Lucas? Yeah, what's your problem? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like. I, <laughs> Okay, you guys talk about what you think. Stop picking on me. Tell me what you think. As an aside, I drew up a fun list about all the things that Jack was not that people like to say on the internet. I said, things Jack was not. Picard clone, Romulan, Changeling, Red Jack from the original series, Parasites, Armus, a lore-controlled android or some other soon, a Pa Wraith, a Dominion bioweapon, V'ger, the aliens from Schisms. He was not the a- part of the ancient Doc Ock arms from season one. I didn't know what to call them. <laughs> he was not from section 31. And I also wrote, as I, I nobody said this, but I thought it was funny. He was not Paris and Janeway salamander babies. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the I was like, I see, I I was like that should have been something. <laughs> I mean, did, did Maybe anybody the, else on the internet think it was the parasites except for Lucas? I think that was just I, like a Lucic, Lucas exclusive, right? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> yeah. I think that makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy. <laughs> he was bored. So there you go. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't so, know what, what else there, there is to say about it. It was, it was pretty cool. I mean, I, I think, you know, I kind of do agree with Lucas in some ways. There was some really stupid stuff in there, right? Like, I don't know why they keep networking these ships together and letting that happen. You know, they should really like, <laughs> like the cloud yeah, is not, the cloud is not a good thing, right? Like don't get Amazon to control all of your ships. It's not a good idea, but they keep doing it. Yeah. Cause they did it. They did it in season two. They were already, or they were already starting to do it. And yeah. they even said they're based it on Borg technology. Didn't they? When seven was on the stargazer. Yeah. And yeah, they did it again. And then they, they did it too in, in the um, progeny. Because Prodigy takes that living construct, destroyed That's so many right. Federation ships yeah. in that battle. Yeah. And I'm like, that takes place, what, like 15 years before this? They should learn their lesson then. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, so, I know Luke, Lucas they, doesn't doesn't watch the show, so he doesn't know. But No, but but he did watch Battlestar Galactica, and that's like the, the first lesson. My dom was yeah. like, we can't network these ships. I'm not putting this ship online. Get off my bridge. <laughs> 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 it's right yeah I, I, so i i knew it was a bad idea from the start but obviously it's probably a bad idea that got put into motion because well they're probably changelings at the highest brass saying hey it's, i we think it's a great idea 
just do it. We're ordering you to do it. <laughs> yeah. And what did, what did you guys think of the uh, what did you guys think of the, the transporter the transporter thing? Like they're using the transporter that, to. I thought that was a cool cool idea. Like when it came up with a new scheme to take over people, like using the transporter to to rematerialize DNA into their bodies while they're dematerialized and being reassembled. I thought was a I thought it was a cool idea. It was using established, you know, trek gadgetry to to make a make a cool plot point. I thought uh, yeah, I, I love a good transporter like transporter uh, you know, malfunction or accident, even though this is deliberate, but I like it when the transporter is used for a cool sci-fi. Yeah. But gimmick. you know, the the weird thing was they, they said something that was kind of interesting and it made me kind of go, oh, which is that they they keep common genetic material in the transporter so that when they transport it happens faster. So which means that they're using common genetic material in everybody that gets transported down, which is the only way. It w- it's basically like, it's like a codec, basically. Yeah, yeah, ex- ex- exactly. So so that means that they're, everybody that gets transported starts to share the same, exact same genetic material. Everybody's H264. Just a little bit. <laughs> I don't know how many people are going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm never going to be HU64. I'm only going to be ProRes. ProRes uncompressed from. So dorky. Yeah, I know. All right, what do you think? <laughs> Me? What I think? You went. Okay. I'll tell you. It, I think it's like they take. They took. Somebody went at the beginning. And they made, they watched all of Star Trek and they made, of Next Generation, and they made a list of all the things that they liked. And then they put all those things on a piece of paper and they cut up all the little pieces of paper, put them in a blender, and then hit blend on the How blender. How are they going to read those pieces of paper now? And th- That's crazy. <laughs> They're just making paper mache. And they, they built a giant, a giant mountain out of it where the aliens were going to come. <laughs> and so and so i just wonder like so it's obvious that it, that that's what the this whole season is which on one hand i love and on the other but I, then it gets to the level of they need to they feel they need to explain everything everything needs to be explained and as they're explaining things on one hand i don't know if it's a thing that they're like look how clever i am i'm explaining this whole thing for you and it's a little bit of a circle jerk. <laughs> or is it like they're making fun of us? They're just like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do like the DNA in the transporter. And that's how the Borg have assimilated everybody through their DNA. And the Trekkies are going to eat it up. They're just going to eat up whatever. And I, and I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, mission accomplished. Good job, team. <laughs> I didn't. I, I I feel slightly slightly manipulated. Man, you are a tough room. Again, it's not anything new. This is kind of what they've always been doing, right? Like it's yeah. it's not. Yeah, but I think I, most people, or it seems to me that most people agree that techno babble is not a strength of Star Trek. It's something that's used and should be used sparingly. It should not be the yeah, main. I don't part. feel like they're ketchup and mustard. 
Or, or, it's what the whole the whole season is based on. This is what the whole scene is. I don't feel like it was overly techno babbled. Right, I mean, we can we don't have to keep talking about it, but I I don't yeah like I I agree with you like I don't I don't like techno babble either, right? Because it's it's just used when they can't actually explain how this thing worked, right? It's like the oh we'll just reverse the polarity, and like that that's not how that works, right? But but this kind of did make sense to me, right? Like it's it's yeah, it using, made sense to me too. They're using genetics as programming, which it is, right? So I think they actually, and I'm I'm always the first one to say this doesn't make any sense, but this kind of did okay. Like it kind of made some sense to me, and often that doesn't. But I guess what it says, well, what, it, what what does it change of the story? The story is just that's a change and get together with the board and they assembly half, you know, they assembly Starfleet. That's all that matters. All this other stuff is just a bunch of like yeah, but they they, 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 they figure to explain they, how they do that. But it doesn't matter if the plot's the same plot as the all the other episodes where the board show up. Yeah, what does it matter if it's DNA yeah. assimilation? Yeah. Did you it notice did. that once they assimilated all the all the ships, all the ships went into formations and they made all these little symbols? Yeah, I noticed that too, and I was trying to figure out what those symbols were. Well, I thought I thought it kind of looked like a DNA strand, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. But what I, I what I really wanted to say is I wanted to just spill out like. We are bored. It <laughs> <laughs> would have been really cool. <laughs> yeah. And then they would have they would have done loop de loops and, and like eject plasma and and and, and do little hearts and, and Yeah. And they could have done they could have written to do little skywriting and And I mean I know I know you guys hate hate the first season or lukewarm to it, but I did think it was nice how they I mean it seems like they're completely ignoring season two, which is good for them. But you know, they kinda tied it into the end of season one where it was Alden Soon when he when he transferred Picard's consciousness from his body to the Golem that he discovered the Borg thing, and then because he was working at Daystrom, the fa- the the Changeling spies, I guess is what I'm understanding, got wind of it and used that. And I'm not quite sure, uh, you know, rewatching it, I'm not quite clear who approached who. If it was the Changelings going with Borg, like, hey, look what we got, mm-hmm. or or they communicated with the Borg through the thing that they found, or. How that all, all how they came together to to do this plan, but I I thought it was the Borg basically hired the changelings to get Jack, and then they realized that Picard also had the same thing, so then they headed out to try and get Picard as well. But it was always Jack. I I, I realized what my problem is with all this stuff is that everything we're watching is completely made up, right? All of Star Trek is completely made up. It never happened, and the whole, the, the whole, the the whole uh, conceit is that I'm supposed to believe that it's real on some level that I buy into it. So you can't see the hand of the writer. It has to always feel organic, and when it gets very convoluted and very explainy, that's when I see the hand of the writer. Suddenly, I'm not believing the situation. I'm just saying, oh, this is telling Metallus or whatever the people had to come up with the reason how they were going to do something. And this is what they came up with. It doesn't feel like an organic. Yeah, I mean, it's not. So that's, that's my, that's my, that's I, my, I know, that's but, my own the, but it's not well-written, but that's not the point of it. Right. Like it's, it's, it's mm. all nostalgia. That's all it is. We just want to see them do the things that we want to see them do. It, all, all, all Star Trek is usually, you know, they, they build it around personal stakes. 
So all these other things that people are coming up with, like like the parasites or the schism aliens or whatever, like there's no Armis, <laughs> there's, no, there's no no personal stakes with Picard. Like it is these these ideas made no sense. Where he has to reconcile is his his trauma and past with the Borg. That's why I said it's either got to be like the Borg or Sela or Lore. It has to be somebody from the past who has a personal connection, personal beef, conflict with with the the characters. It can't just be some willy nilly thing that <laughs> happened in Star Trek. You know, I noticed that you know the, all the cadets, all the people under twenty five, are the ones that are assimilated, and then all the old people are are fine. And I kind of wondered if there was like a baby boomer metaphor for how they feel right now. If that's kind of like, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I think it was a way to make them relevant, right? I think it was a way to, to say, well, the only way that this is going to be solved is by people over 65, <laughs> right? Which is, <laughs> which is like secretly their dream anyway, right? Like everybody under 65 is irrelevant and here's the proof. Right. But, they're the greatest you know, generation. So they're the, yeah, they're the greatest generation. <laughs> exactly. They're they're great at screwing it up for everybody else. And the kids say, "Well, we're we're better and stronger and faster than you, so we're gonna kill you and take over." <laughs> oh my back! Oh god! <laughs> so, um, Admiral Shelby, Elizabeth Shelby is back in this episode. What did you guys think about that? And I'll tell you guys this little story afterwards about about this. But uh, how do you guys feel about Shelby being back? I like Shelby. I mean, I always I always thought that I kind of, you know, I think you were supposed to you're supposed to dislike her, but um, in TNG. But there's always a part of me where I was like, yeah, I kind of get it. I kind of get where she's coming from. No, I totally expected that to end up being Janeway. No, so I was surprised to see it with Shelby. I'm like, oh, this is a bit. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna see Janeway. I think that was the Janeway moment right there. Uh, that is like, no. oh, I guess we're not getting Kate Mulgrew. Call. Uh, I think we'll still see what? Janeway in the finale. I kind of feel like she's got to show up. Yeah, and I'm kind of like, are they gonna leave that hanging yeah. too with Tuvok? Yeah, you know, like there's like, where's this holding facility with all the people who've been taken over by changelings? I'm like, aren't they gonna do liberate those people? Are we just never going to know what happened to them? But anyway. Nah. But it was cool to see Shelby. Unfortunately, she didn't last very long. No. <laughs> I, so. know. I know. Picard barely got a word into her. She, and she, it, was she, like, but... <laughs> it was like dead. She got a hero's death. Did yeah. She, shot, I don't know. This show is really Was it a hero's too. death? This, because this, she just got yeah. shot in a chair. <laughs> yeah. Well, she just saw, shot. Shaw got a hero's room. death. Shelby, yeah. we just got kind of turned on real quick. Well, the, the funny thing about about Shelby is, no, is her name Elizabeth? Because isn't that the name of the um, of the? Well, that's why I'm confused. I'm like, was it? But yeah, it was. Yeah, Elizabeth Dennehy played Elizabeth Shelby. I just looked it up. Uh, I, yeah, I think I feel like her. They didn't have. She didn't have a first name in in TNG, and they just gave her a first name in in this show. Is that correct? Uh, I don't know. I thought she had a whole. I don't think she had a first name, and 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 TNG. Anyways, so a year ago, I went to the Skirball um, Center in LA to, to go to a Star Trek um, uh, thing that they had, not an, an exhibit. 
And uh, and they had this weekend where they were showing episodes and they had Q and A's, um, and and they had a, a Michelle Heard there, and she had she had talked about oh we just finished shooting season three, and the person who came in after Michelle Heard was Elizabeth Dennehy, uh, not Hennessy, Dennehy, Dennehy, and, and 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 I remember my brain put a little like like pin in it. I was like. It's so weird that that she's so random that she's here, like out of the blue, and I just and and I didn't consciously think about it, but when I saw her in this episode, I was like, "Oh, it all makes sense." They had just all worked together, mm-hmm. and she was in the thing, and she had just probably did a couple days on the thing, and they said, "Hey, come and do come and do the Q and A at the Skirball," and so it it, it was like. Ah. Oh, it all came together. You had inside, you had inside information. You just weren't able to put it together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just it, like I felt my DNA being changed at that moment, but it's only it's only today that I'm like, little, you're too old to be uh, taken over. <laughs> you're far too old. You're almost a senior citizen. Far too. Old. Okay, so so I guess there's not going to be a reboot with Shaw, Captain Shaw, is is my my thinking at this point. Yeah, that was the only thing that I was not a big fan of, you know, and it was really contrived because they had to do that just so that they wouldn't be on the Enterprise D, and they could have that moment with just the original crew, because Shaw dies and Seven of Nine is like, I'll stay with you, and Rafi's like, I guess I'll stay as well. And then everybody else is like, see ya. And they go to the, go to the Enterprise. I guess I didn't even realize they didn't go with them. I thought they did go with them. but No, they, they stayed. That's the why they're... No, they're not on the ship. They're, they just stayed on uh, on the Titan. Okay. And you're like, That's, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. You're not going to survive that. Although Seven will probably survive. But I, I think well, they a... just killed the best character in that show. Um, which is a... I don't know. Uh, well, I, I think I called that in the very first episode where I was like, you know, I was starting to like Shaw right away. And then uh, it's like, I would love to see a Shaw and Seven show. But I'm like, I feel like they want, they're probably going to want a Captain Seven show. And for that, that to happen, he has to die before the end of the season. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here and, we go. You know, honestly, like every episode, I just assumed he was going to die. I was like, oh, episode four. Oh, yeah. He's, he's had so many close calls. Yeah. yeah. He's got shot about three times now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, you know, but it just seemed unnecessary. I was like, you, you made it all the way to episode nine, and then you kill him. Yeah, I mean, it's Star Trek. Is anyone ever truly dead? He could have a twin I brother, a clone, Force Ghost. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He could. He could just survive. Like maybe the, he the, might have a half Romulan. Son somewhere <laughs> yeah. who have blonde hair and pointed ears, gonna... <laughs> look just like him. So you know he could come back. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna come back in uh, in a brand new uh, Seven of Nine series, and he's gonna be married to uh, to to Ensign Rowe. Well, that's what people are saying too. Is like, couldn't he? Couldn't she just put her Borg nano probes and reanimate him like she did for Neelix and Voyager? I'm like, maybe. Because they should be, she should be able to put nanoprobes in, repair all the all the tissue damage from the phaser, and he'd be back back to. She just she she just doesn't like him that much. Yeah. She's not gonna uh, that much. but but she he showed her respect in the end. Give her 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 chosen name. 
So then she's like, <laughs> right? But it was too, it was too, it was, it was too, it was too late to inject him with the uh, nanobot yeah. at that point. She's like, ooh, I should have done really because ne- Neelix was really dead for like twelve yeah. hours or something in Voyager, and she reanimated him. I, I never. Oh my that god! Episode. I don't know what you're talking about. It's it's, it's hard to have these discussions with you because you don't you don't know the canon. <laughs> yeah, I totally. So uh, so frustrating for me. <laughs> Lucas doesn't know what he's talking about. Like Jesus, I'm the only one here that's watched everything. So <laughs> you guys are you guys are both assholes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Data's joke. Data's joke is the high point of this whole episode. It's what made the episode. <laughs> it's what elevated it. You're not. You, have, you don't know what my rating is now yet, but this is the one that made the rating. Data's <laughs> joke. What, what, this, what was Data's joke? Really? Q Q Allen. It's like Jordy. Jordy told him. He said. You got to think more positive. It's like, think, think positive. positive. It's like, I hope we die quickly. <laughs> and then he had the, he had the stupid grin. Like, uh, it reminded me of that oh, grin yeah. he had when he was when he's learning to dance for Data's Day. You know what though? That's a, that wasn't that was funny. But I actually I like Picard's joke better at the end. Oh yeah, the carpet. The With carpet. The, first, yeah. the carpet joke was great too. Yeah, that was great. Was like, Come on. Yeah, that was so good. I laughed at. I literally laughed out loud at both of them. <laughs> He's just saying was, what we're all thinking, which is every bridge in <laughs> the Federation needs a carpet. But yeah, it, it did seem kind of weird that even though I thought that was funny, I was like, is this the right time for a joke? Everyone's dying right now. <laughs> it like... Oh, it was such a right time. It made me think, yeah. like, it's such, like, Data's back. They should just have him all the time. Like, any scene that doesn't have Dana in them is like a wasted scene, basically, at this point. Yeah, because I, I thought that was a really nice moment, too, where he doesn't know what to tell Picard to console him, and then he just puts his mm. hand on his shoulder, and he touches the hand, like, oh. Yeah. That was nice. That was a very nice moment. Yeah, so it, it, it's, yes. the episode has some really great moments in it, but, you know, it does it does have some kind of cheese, cheese fest scenes. Well, speaking of cheese fest, the final scene you guys both called it is they go to to the space dock to the space museum they go into areas 51 or whatever it's called and there is hangar 12 hangar 12 it's literally got a giant 12 on it i mentioned several times do you you watch this or do you just sit there and groan (laughs) stop (laughs) destroying my childhood (laughs) <laughs> First of all, I wasn't a baby when I watched Star Trek: The Next Generation. Okay? I mean, you basically you're just, were. You, you you're were just a, baby. a big baby now. Baby. You were a baby. I think. I, I think the only. I, I laughed so hard when they show the Enterprise because I was almost like a joke when we were talking about it. That of course they're going to bring back the Enterprise D. It's going to be the Enterprise D. And it was just. It was so outrageous an idea. That for them to go that far, like they're just really getting almost a parody level. Like basically, what they want us to believe is that Joy LaForge is like a is like a dad with a, a Chevy in his driveway. <laughs> like doo, doo, doo. it's like a huge, it's like a huge spaceship that's like it's like over half a kilometer long. 
and he just like by himself, just like he's got, he's got his paint roller weekend. and his wrench. He's going to tire to find parts. <laughs> like these wipers don't fit. Damn it! <laughs> it it did. And wait till they get down to like they they get down to engineering and the and data's going to be like. Is this all uh, duct tape? <laughs> is this all duct tape? Is, is that a potato with the, the warp coil there? <laughs> like it did seem like a massive project for one guy to take on. Yeah, I assume I he, just, I assume he, but, but he invites some friends over. And says, "Hey, you know, come over and help me with this massive project. I have some beer and some cold pizza. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a barbecue on the bridge." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, how how long would this take to do? It was like, this is not just a hot rod, like you say, it's almost garage. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you have to assume that he's got like little robots and things that'll help him and that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, like, I, suppose, I assume there's yeah. drones. Are you trying to make this make L- sense? Little worker bees. It doesn't have to make sense. It just has to. The show does not make sense. Let me let me let me quote in the mirror. <laughs> I know. It's, I liked it. I, you know, I knew. I knew it was. Like there was a high chance that we would see the Enterprise again, and when we did, I was like, "Oh, this feels really good." It, it me did feel really feeling. good. Yeah, yes. and then they they yeah. get on the it, it was it was a good time. Was. And then they get on the bridge, and they start slowly turning on the lights. And I'm like, "Oh, they're gonna go half light because it's a it's a dark <laughs> set." And then they turned it up all the way, and I was like, "Oh, I know." Amazing. I was impressed. I was like, "Oh, yeah. I can see everybody's face." <laughs> yeah, that's what they look like. Oh my god, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but it looked like like the next generation, which was which was really cool. And then it just made me miss it, right? Like it, it made me really miss that show because they're all back on the bridge and they kind of look like they belong. And Jordy's back at the helm. I know he's back at the helm. He's back at the. We're way back to season one. I never understood funny. in this series I'm why why he, him and him and Sydney had this like issue with them. I'm like I was like because she's. She was jealous of her sister and the time that they spent that they spent together. And I was like, "But you're a pilot." I'm like, "Jordy was a pilot. He's been bonding over that. How come they ever mention that Jordy was a pilot?" <laughs> so, like, does she know he was started as a pilot before he was the most famous engineer in Starfleet? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought yeah. it's like, "Oh, you should be flying shuttles and ships together." I'm like, "You could be bonding over that." That would have been funny if he was like to get on the ship. And everyone goes to the bridge, and Jordy's like, "Okay, well, I guess I'm going to go to engineering." Bye, guys. <laughs> yeah, enjoy all my work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, don't have fun without me. Okay, I'm going over there. I think they've already really said what's going to save everything is it's it's Jack's humanity, his his capacity for for love and compassion and all that is going to overcome. I I feel like that that human spirit is what that that's been bred into him through having Beverly Crusher as a mom all these years is what's going to ultimately win o- over the Borg influence. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be some pew, 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 pew stuff too, but you know, that's, <laughs> that's where yeah. it's going to, they, they won't kill him because he, he is a great actor. Like those scenes with, with, with Patrick Stewart, I think Ed Spielers is, is it Spielers? I think it's Spielers. I don't know how to pronounce the last name. I haven't heard it. But anyway, I think he's doing a great job. I think he's a really good actor. And it's nice to see somebody of that caliber and talent who can work with the material. And, you know, it doesn't come off as corny. 
So, I mean, I like him, and I think they're if they do do a legacy spinoff, they're going to want him as part of it. So I don't think anything's going to happen to him in the finale. But no. I think he'll, he'll overcome his Borg programming, and and everything will turn out okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, well, I do and I don't. I think what's going to happen is they're, they're going to take the D to the Borg cube, and then they're on a rescue mission. Right, like they're gonna head to the cube and try and um, save Jack, and Picard is going to confront, you know, the Borg Queen, and Picard again, again for the ninth time, <laughs> and, and then, <laughs> or snapper, yeah, no, it's, it's snapper spine. <laughs> yeah, like I wonder if I wonder if they're gonna de-age Alice Creek. I mean, I think most of her makeup was with latex anyway. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Just put a so, latex mask on. Yeah, like an Alex Creed mask. I didn't even, I didn't, even, <laughs> I, I, I didn't even realize that she it was her. I mean, I recognized her voice, but then I they never showed they her, voice, show her so voice. And Major like, Barrett's voice for the computer and the D was was great. Too. Yeah, that's true. Yes, that's true. that that was good. I was like, oh, how many archives you have to go through to find the the right things they. They have enough Major Barrett saying stuff that they have to just. You just get the AI to, to do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But my last thing is, I I'm pretty. I think Picard's going to die. Like he's going to give his life up for Jack, or something, and then take take out the 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 Borg. And once once the Borg die, then everyone's going to become back to you know get back to normal. It's they're going to get to the Borg, and behind the Borg are going to be the parasites, <laughs> and then <laughs> again with the parasites, and then. <laughs> Uh, and then Jack, uh, no, and then Wesley Crusher is going to show up with the um, wormhole prophets, and they're just going to wave their magic wand and make it all go away. And then everybody's going to have a big, big hug. Okay, does anybody have a realistic prediction? <laughs> <laughs> I thought our, our predictions were pretty, pretty realistic. I think I think Lucas. Well, is yeah, I agree with you. I'm just I'm just dismissing everything Lucas just said. <laughs> I think he's just given up because he's never been right. Okay, okay, let's do it. Let's do our ratings. Oh. Who would like to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. I'm gonna give it a. Hmm, what am I gonna give it? I think I'll give it an eight. Uh, I'll give it an eight. I really I I liked it. I'm glad that they finally started wrapping things up a little bit. I like their dynamic. Data is great. It's a couple of things that kind of annoyed me. Um, but overall, I think it was it was a well made uh, well made episode. That's it. Well, going with our, our usual usual uh, arrangement where Namir's always one less than me, I'm going to give it a nine. And I, I was actually going to give it a nine going into this. It's not because you just said eight, because I had a super great time watching this. The it's like the humor landed for me. The character moments landed for me. I I like the 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 plot, the bad guys' plot to to destroy the Federation. Like it feels like a real credible threat. Finally, it doesn't seem like you know they don't feel toothless and wimpy like Voyager made the Borg into. Um, yeah, so I liked everything. I've been enjoying Jack Crusher. I was a little worried that they were going to spend too much time with Jack Crusher when in my heart I just wanted to see the TNG crew do their thing. And I was super happy to see the D back in action. Can't wait to see them next, uh, whatever it's going to do next week. I think they're going to actually for take on the Titan. Uh, 
in the kind of a you know versus the LaForge girls versus the TNG crew. We'll see, but I think that's the the E the the D is going to take on the Titan in the final episode, not the Borg cube. But that's sorry, she put that in the prediction part. But <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't have a whole lot of quibbles with this one. I, I had a good time throughout, and I was smiling the whole time. Sad, sad when Shaw died because I loved him. He's my lovable asshole. Reminds me of me. I'm sure Lucas is gonna take that that uh this average, and it's gonna go way down now. <laughs> but I'm giving it a high mark. So I, I I was gonna start with an an eight with this episode, but then there was that data joke, so that made it a nine. And then they showed me the Enterprise D, and I made it a ten. But then the whole the whole premise is so stupid; I have to go down to a nine. So I'll give it a nine. What? I am shocked. I thought <laughs> for sure you were gonna, you were so hard on this. Was this all misdirection the whole time? Were you pulling up a card? See. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so funny. <laughs> Lucas secretly had a really great time, even though he thought it was a little dumb. But he's like, the whole thing's a bit dumb if you watch it over the last several decades. So, you know, uh, give me warm fuzzies. I, the things that the, the, the thing that I didn't like about it, I, I was genuinely irritated about. But but overall, you know, like like I said, you got those two things and. I just don't need an explanation, but I had a good time. No, well, that's what I said. When they got on the bridge of the Enterprise, like, I'm like, you know, my, my adult logical saying is like, oh, this is so fan servicey. I'm like, they don't need to do this, but I'm, but it's like, this is my childhood when people like see, they watch Transformers or whatever, or the, you know, whatever in the 90s or 80s floats your boat. You know, it was TNG for me. And it's like, this is my childhood. And I'm so happy. <laughs> so. I'm like Star Trek is it was everything to me back then. So and and those characters and and that bridge set and I'm like that ship and I, it made me very happy. Yeah, and I you know and I I like that they could have done the thing where they made that the last shot of the season, right? Like they get on the Enterprise and Picard is like engage and then they just shoot off, you know, to another star or whatever. But we have another episode. Like we have another episode where they spend time on the on on the Enterprise D. So I, that's going to be a lot of fun, right? Because they, it'll it'll they have one more they have one more chance to ruin everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really yeah, thought exactly. they were going to they were going to roll up to that that hangar door and then roll the credits. I'm like, just show us what's in the hangar. But then there was still like five or ten more minutes. I'm like, yes. <laughs> None of these stupid cliffhanger fakeouts. Like, just do the thing, <laughs> and they did the thing, yeah. and I was very do happy. Do the thing that we all know that you're going to do. Just do it. <laughs> all right. So that wraps up our review of episode nine of season three. We will be back next week to do episode two of season three, Essence of Command. I'm looking very much <laughs> forward. To I think you mean episode ten. Episode. Don't you mean episode ten of season three? <laughs> The essence of the command, no? Yeah, he's talking about too. regular TNG now. Oh, he's talking about regular I don't think, TNG. I don't think Namir doesn't know the episode titles like we do. I don't. It's, I find it crazy <laughs> that you know these titles. I'm, I'm, it's insane to me. I'm making, 
I made a really good joke. That's what that's I just that's gonna be your out. The sad thing is that you can take most of the Berman era series. Like I can't do it with the new ones, but if you give me a title, I could tell you the season and what it was about. Oh my god. If only you guys could use that power <laughs> yeah, for yeah. good. Like you know if only and, I could monetize and, you know, it. <laughs> if you could monetize it, it'd be amazing. Nerdiest Prime is Namir Med, Lucas Cardona Morissette, and Alan O'Neill. Music by purpleplanet.org and me, Namir. This episode was edited by Alan. Check out our YouTube channel. We update every week. If you like what you hear, leave a review. See you next time.